This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You see, it's already Wednesday. This is what we've been talking about with the four-day work Mr. week. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to adjourn the Armstrong and Getty show for the day. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> Mr. Chairman... There's all this data out there about the health benefits and lifestyle benefits of the four-day weekend. Look yes. at look at it. It's already Wednesday. Finally, a cause I could de- de- devote my life to. Exactly. I'll march, man. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, already Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Still Brett Kavanaugh, brilliant jurist or threat to America. Uh, also, the Woodward book, Woodward, that name again was Woodward, uh, which is all the rage in D.C. I am qualified to give you the final word on the Woodward book. Wow. Seems a little premature. <laughs> so, yes. I didn't actually come out. I will give you the final word on the Woodward book. Excellent. I also saw a really uh, great guest on a different show. I like it when the best conversation I hear about a topic is on our show. And that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually because of the guest we choose, certainly not having anything to do with me. Ah. But uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa! But um, uh, I heard the best conversation I've heard on the Kavanaugh thing so far on uh, Tucker Carlson last night with some uh, Democrat uh, former Judicial Committee guy. It was Ooh. really good. I'll talk about that later. But uh, him agreeing with Tucker. What a dog and pony show this has become, and it's just, it's an embarrassment. It really is. It's an embarrassment on every level. Yeah. Uh, but more on that later. Yeah. And we're going to continue the embarrassment today. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the question and answer is the most embarrassing part. It's stupid. Somebody decided, or everybody agreed apparently, that if you have any opinion on anything, you can't be a Supreme Court justice. Right. So we put them all in a position, as some of the smartest people in the country, to immediately have to lie in their big debut to the American people and pretend they don't know anything about anything right. so that they can become Supreme Court justices. At the very least, is, lies of omission. Which yeah. is a stupid way to do it. Thank you, Ted Kennedy. It's just stupid. The fat, fat Chick Drowner Ted Kennedy was responsible for that. Back in the days of Robert Bork. Thoroughly respectable man. Respected judge. Wow. You had to go with the Chick Drowner. Well, you know what? That's ugly. You drown somebody, that's going to be hanging around your neck long after you're dead. That's right. 
Let's introduce, introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm good. I'm winded. This was my theme song this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, feels that way in the morning a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I was running around like Benny Hill this morning. <laughs> Literally, it was like... Yeah. Running around, where's my belt? Where's my pants? Where's my seeing some scantily clad women through the office? Then I got here and there was issues here, so I was running around, running around. So, but yeah, I'm Had tired. A little the show's old man not on even, the head. We've been on the air for what three or four minutes. Yeah. And I'm tired. That's uh, funny. I got to get to do a better job of having that music in my head when I'm uh, running around trying right. to find uh, things in my it, house. It would never end. Where's my keys? Hey, what? there they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I need to uh, bring this issue uh, upon Mount Olympus, presented before you guys, because I, I I need some life advice here. I found myself in a in a Chicago based pizzeria the other day, where they specialize in the the Chicago style deep dish thing. In no. other words, real pizza. Yes. Yes. Now I I'm a big lover of all things pizza, but as I have gained years in my life, I have become more and more a fan of the thin crust pizza. Um, and so I ordered a thin crust pizza at the Chicago-based pizza place, and I need to know, is that like ordering a salad at a steakhouse? Because I got some weird looks from the staff. Um, I, I'm not, is that, is that gauche? They no. Ha- they have it on the menu, though, huh? They, uh, they gave Possibly you those looks. Possibly as a trap to figure out who the outsiders are. <laughs> I'm guessing the looks were because your order was so wordy. Um, <laughs> the, uh, oh, jeez. Uh, wow. No, I will tell you this as a native Chicagoan. The deep dish pizza that everybody who's not a Chicago and talks about a Chicago style pizza, they obsess over that because it's so notable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thin crust pizza is huge in Chicago land as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, people eat it all the time and it's delicious. It's delicious. Fantastic. You get the one, you get the other. It's like, you know, you go to China and you think everybody's wearing those silky robes. No, everybody's not. A few people are. It's, it's I would fine. always get the deep dish given the choice, but I'm almost never with anybody who wants the deep dish. Oh, so God, the I'm deep off, dish. always out of luck. I know. Oh, so freaking it's great. So good. Who, who shipped us those pizzas from Chicago last year? Remember that? The frozen ones? They shipped them in those styrofoam containers with dry ice. Yeah, I think. God, I cooked those up at home, and they were were freaking fantastic. Why, my buddy Mike the Lawyer sent me my favorite pizza from Illinois. Oh, man. Oh, it's just, it's so far superior than the crap you get from even good pizza joints. Well, the good ones are good. Deep dish. That's right, sir. (laughs) That was Herman Cain from back in the day. He was a pizza guy. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was Godfather's Pizza, right? Yeah, large yeah, pizza, right. nine ninety nine. That's yep. right. There's <laughs> right? Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am doing very well. Went through my autumnal rituals yesterday. I put away my white shoes. I packed uh-huh. up the barbecue. Right. I hear you because we're getting serious. I broke out the flannel shirts, the dark jackets as we Labor Day and a out. scowl. Oh, and a scowl. Exactly. A frown and a scowl. Serious September, yep. I call it. As we uh, Labor Day out of summer and head into the serious times. Yeah, and you can't be wearing white shoes when you're dealing with the Not issues of the world. All. In the cold, cold weather. I see you're wearing a ski mask right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, this is my favorite time of year when the, the college girls start wearing Uggs with their tank tops and shorts because it's fall. <laughs> and it's 92 degrees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Those sweaty, moist, soupy Uggs <laughs> oh, that they're wearing oh, around. Oh, oh, oh. What's growing in there? <laughs> 
Wow. It's, like, it's like a soup on the bottom, just sloshing around. <laughs> Bring those boots over to the biology department. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, September 5th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, I move that we begin the show according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Okay, you volunteer in the community. You coach youth basketball. You're the sort of person many of us would like to have as a friend and a colleague. You also apparently like to like to uh, eat pasta with ketchup, but nobody's perfect. That is weird. A lighter note. That is weird. If he does that, I can't look at him the same way. He puts ketchup on like spaghetti. That's Oof. weird. Like your your wife makes sauce, but you put ketchup on there. That's like a child would do. Yeah, I'm because just... like sweet, sweet supermarket sauce isn't sweet enough for them. Heck with Roe versus Wade. How about decency versus pasta? <laughs> I- icky. Yeah, His judge just... hammer squeaks when he bangs it. Oh, that's it's, just a, it's, no good. It's, <laughs> it's like a child, exactly. I, I, it took the, me a minute. The, the yeah, that's plastic. a nice mental image. <laughs> <Yeah. of. laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, White House pushes back against fear today. Key day for Kavanaugh and lunch hour at work. A thing of the past. We have snack facts for the 21st century coming up. I do have the final word on the Woodward book. Which is all the rage. Wow. Um, how does, yeah, it seems a little early for the final word. How does a uh, mailbag look? Oh, it's great. Uh, Marshall uh, comes up a couple of times. I don't know if you want to hang out, Marsh. All right. You're welcome. So the questioning begins at 7. So you take these uh, brilliant jurists and then you, uh, like I said, put them in a position of having to pretend they don't know anything so they can become a, a justice, which is just stupid. Uh, just uh, Judge Kavanaugh, uh, would you force women into a back alley to have their abortion with a shotgun or a knife? Answer the question. Oh, what are you talking about? He's never even heard of Roe versus Wade. He went through his other, some of the best law schools right. in America, and they never never came up. Didn't come up. He was sick that day. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Couple of priests caught having sex in a car in full view of a playground with each other. Yeah, ah. a couple of priests having sex with in each view other of in a, a playground. Car. Yeah, and they could be seen from the playground. That's how they were spotted. Uh, so, uh, yikes! Get a room, not a car. So, yikes. would you would you tap on the window and say, "So the whole celibacy thing is that a what? How's that going for you?" They were so into it, uh, there, were, there were people that noticed, then there was quite the, like, oh, my God, look at that, look at that, what should we do, call the police. Then the police show up, drive up, pull up, get out of their car, walk over, they're still going at it in the car because they're so into it. Wow. Until the police actually tap on the window, they don't hey. notice. Hey, yo, father, father, cut it out. Glance around, see all these people staring at the car? They could all see you having sex oh, in here. Jeez. Wow, like animals. Forget it, Jake, it's Florida. You've never had sex in a car? I mean, come on now. Let's not act like that's uh, something that shouldn't happen. It's awesome. Well, just but in front of you know you got people gathered around and you keep at it. Well, yeah, that's, that's like a couple of dogs in a park. What, yeah, I'm usually looking for a side road. I'm not gusted. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I may even be disgusted. <laughs> Bill <Bailing. laughs> 
Here's a nice note from uh, Doug from Boston. We already have a bi-coastal show. I know you guys kind of hate these emails, but I have to say just how awesome you guys are. I know Joe often says it's unhealthy to be this way, but I literally cannot listen to anything but you guys. If it isn't live, I'm just going to go back and listen to podcasts. You're the only thing that can make me laugh while I'm sitting here working from home by myself. I used to be the class clown, then the office clown. But now I've started my own business. Work by myself at home would go absolutely insane if it wasn't for you guys. Now I'm the sad clown. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I really appreciate all the reflections on your last 20 years because it gave me some hope that even huge successes have shaky starts. I needed that reminder. Shaky? Shaky shaky starts middles and ends. (laughs) Shaky doesn't begin to describe it, Doug. At what point did it stop being shaky? I should have been alerted. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, uh, doomed would be a better word. I'm amazed by people that can work from home, and I I realize a lot of people can, but I know I'm not built that way. I was texting with somebody the other day who was, I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying to convince myself I need to blankety blank, and I just thought, wow, I would, they work from home. I would never, I just, I would always (sighs) think, nice day, it was a gorgeous day. That's how the topic came out. Such a beautiful day, but I need to. No, today's perfect. It's 80, no wind. I'm going to mess around today. Tomorrow, I'll catch up. Sure. I would do that until I was in such a hole. Oh, boy. That I'm out of whatever job I'm in. Oh, boy. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have and then to the try nap, it. the after lunch nap that I'm always oh, craving. Oh, yeah. I'm going to not take a nap when I'm by myself and then try right. to catch up later. Right. You can return <laughs> a bunch of calls later. Sure. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I'm taking a nap. Probably be easier to catch them later. You know what? Probably get up early tomorrow. That's what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. Here's Rick in uh, beautiful Vacaville, California. I get a huge laugh during Marshall's news, especially the point in which he (laughs) realizes his news has just become a segment of mockery. And finally, he says with defeat in his voice, and that's your news. (laughs) (laughs) Love Marshall. Love him. Does that ever happen, Marshall? (laughs) (laughs) On occasion, it uh, it does. It's an odd way to make a living, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and then one more Marshall-related note from uh, Tom in San Jose. I've been a regular listener for five or six years. That makes me fag friend of Armstrong and Getty, for five or six years. Uh, seems to me Marshall reports making a dump run plus casino pit stop every two to three weeks. Sounds about right, right? Call it every three weeks. One dump run every three weeks over the course of five years equals 87 dump runs. Let me repeat that. 87 times Marshall has gone to the dump. How much junk does Marshall have to dump? Reference, even the worst, most disgusting episode of Hoarders on A&E has 20, maybe 25 dump runs in it. I conclude, number one, Marshall dumps one shoebox plus a Safeway plastic bag worth of junky trip or... Two, a Marshall dump run is Marshall waving at the dump as he passes it on the way to the casino. <laughs> KFTDR, keep faking that dump run. That's Tom. Yeah, we like to uh, we like to multitask. That's uh, all I can say. And the dump runs, you know, they're not truckloads of things. They're selective. Dump all you want. I hope you dump a lot. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, that or, or you're a psycho killer, obviously. And you're, you know, chopping up bodies and then bringing them to the county dump. What's in that large plastic bag? I wouldn't answer that question. No, I'm not going to. Probably shouldn't. Like the president, submit written answers, maybe. Hmm. Moving along, uh, here's uh, K-Anonymous. For reasons that are utterly utterly unclear, first of all, it's uh, it's a completely benign note, and the guy's got a really common name. I mean, it's not like we use first name last and street address, but, huh. Guy's been a listener since before the TV show. First time to ever contact you guys. 
Enjoyed the 20th anniversary show. I really enjoyed the notary goldfish story. Can you make this your 20th anniversary celebration month? We'd love you guys to piece together a COG, Clips of the Generation, Fifth of Hennessy, Night After Night, etc., etc. That's a pretty good idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we could do something like that. Let's talk about that after the show. I think that guy just shares a passion of mine as one day I would love to be an anonymous source. And I think he mm. just figured out a way to kind mm. of do that. Right. Yeah, better not to use my name, but uh, it's supposed to be hot next week. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, 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 CJ in Madison, Wisconsin. Gents, I'm looking forward to seeing our judicial nominee show some gritty attitude. Know what I'm saying? That's pretty good. There you go. Go Trump or Trump sucks. Whatever. CJ in Madison. If you weren't cavernaceous by the end of yesterday, yeah. you will be by the end of today. Yeah. Uh, I had a good one, but it flitted out of my head. Uh, well, we'll have more Kevin analysis for you as the day progresses in the hearings. Uh, on the topic uh, of the news of the day, uh, let's see. Mikey says, uh, just so I'm clear, with Colin Kaepernick, these factory workers, 80% female, are making Nikes for 20 cents an hour and working 70 to 80 hours a week, so Nike can profit enough to pay Colin Kaepernick millions to speak out against oppression and injustice. Okay. Yep, fair enough. Uh, here's a, a shower thought from a G-Man. How come you can't say the N-word, but you can say, quote, the N-word? Well, that is why the whole thing is pretty ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's hilariously stupid. Yeah, yeah. If you can't discuss the word in an academic setting, you can, and you can't. That is a that is people have tried that. Well, then it's a professor. A, a professor recently lost his job for the very thing. Right. Idiotic. It's uh, it's become an incantation. It's become a magic word. It's become Voldemort. It's just it's uh, well, it's it's a tool. It's a weapon. If anybody says it who you don't like, you start screaming they're a racist and there is no defense. A professor whose defense was ironclad to any sane human being booted out of his gig. Right. That's ridiculous. And the and the and the university apologizing, that's not the sort of person we hire and all kinds of crap. God, nobody stands up for intellectual honesty ever. No, it's too dangerous. Too dangerous. Best to keep your head down, not attract the attention of the red guard. Or the Hitler Youth, or Pol Pot's goons, or whatever. Just don't be the troublemaker. Yeah. When uh, what's the old saying about when the uh, you know when the government is becomes a lie, telling the truth, the revolutionary act? It, it's a great deal of a debate on who said that. By the way, I think it's an old notion. Okay. Uh, all right, one more. Eh, this one's so dark. I don't want to read a dark one. I don't. Don't really want to hear that yeah. either. Okay. How about a uh, freedom-loving quote of the day from Thomas Jefferson? The most sacred of the duties of government is to do equal and impartial justice to all its citizens. There you go. So Kavanaugh is going to be asked questions today about various uh, cases as they try to get an idea of what he thinks of various things. Correct. And, and here's here's a little tip from an anonymous source. He has opinions on things. Uh, he's written hundreds of opinions. <laughs> he must have opinions. But he's going to have to pretend that he has no opinion on these various cases. And we've set this up over a, a matter of decades that everybody from every party has to do this now. And it's just stupid. It gets back to the N-word conversation. Exactly. It's, it's just being a dumb society. It's a great parallel. And it's for the same reasons. Because he will say, well, you know, honestly, I looked at that Second Amendment case, and I think maybe it could have been blah, 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 because I believe it was zabadabadoo. And the politicians will then take those words, twist them, uh, turn them up to 11, and act as though this man is a wild-eyed terrorist. 
who's coming for your womb or your gun or or to force you to have a gun or whatever. In the womb. Exactly. <laughs> to armed fetuses. And, uh, and they'll blow it so wildly out of proportion, people will panic and vote against them because the half-wit voters of America might, you know, think, oh my God, you voted for that monster. So ever since Robert Bork, you just can't say anything. Which is stupid. <clears throat> it's yes, a it meaningless is. activity, which we'll be reporting on throughout the day on the Armstrong and Getty Show. People like their sass. Get their sass on. Oh, boy. Piece of sass. So, listen, uh, we received more requests for the Ben Sass screed at the Kavanaugh hearing uh, than we've received for anything in recent memory. Uh, you know, over the last 24 hours. We'll play it for you. It's it's quite good. He gets a lot of attention, the senator from Nebraska. Because he's normal! He does seem normal. Because <laughs> he talks like a human! He seems to love his country, like normal people do. Well, and he seems to sometimes agree with his side, and sometimes not. Right, and including the president, who I'm told is a controversial fellow these days. <laughs> sometimes he agrees, sometimes he doesn't. I'm trying to decide, since we're about to launch into this, do I give the final word on the Woodward book here? I say you hold out till uh, 7. Or do I wait? I don't know if I can hold back. Well, let's get to the news now with Marshall, Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is... Oh, that's right, because Marshall's about to do the yeah. story. Yes. Right. I see. Now I understand your quandary. Yeah. Mr. Chairman, I move that Marshall continues the news now. President Trump going after famed Watergate reporter Bob Woodward over his new book about the inner workings of the White House in the Trump administration. The book called Fear, Trump in the White House. Trump tweeting this morning, quote, Isn't it a shame that someone can write an article or a book, totally make up stories, and form a picture of a person that is literally the exact opposite of the fact and get away with it? Without retribution or cost. Oh boy, we're going to get into some of the excerpts that are out, as the book is not out. But I wouldn't say the excerpts uh, show a picture that's the exact opposite of what I've seen out of the, right. the current president. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Trump's it seems to be perfectly in line with the kind of person he is. Whether or not these are accurate or not is a different question. But to say that, oh, that doesn't seem like Donald Trump. <laughs> really? Okay. Mm, mm. We have uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's uh, review of fear. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear <laughs> is fear itself. So he didn't like it. Did he Fair talk enough. with a sock over his mouth? <laughs> I think it was the microphones of the era, John. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here's an interesting thing about the kind of classic Trump stuff, right? So he had that tweet about, you know, the, it's a completely opposite of who right. I am. The very next tweet, about an hour and a half later, uh, has, I'm tough on hell as, I'm, I'm tough as hell on people, and if I weren't, nothing would get done. Also, I question everybody and everything, which is why I got elected. So that tweet seems to say, yeah, that's who I am in the right. book, but it's okay. That's yeah. me. Yeah. So it's that... I don't know. Mm. That's that's interesting. I no, think. oh God, Sean, what, what, Sean. What's the way I take it? No, well, no, the book says he's a moron. Yes, and an idiot. Yes. Correct, and an idiot moron. Well, he's not responding to that. Obviously, he's responding to the being yelling at people and being mean and stuff. Oh, is that a big deal? Yeah, Trump, I haven't heard that is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Trump, the, Trump's first tweet ends. The last sentence is. Don't know why Washington politicians don't change the libel laws. Okay, here's here's my final word on the Woodward thing. And here's where I have uh, some authority on this. 
95% of the people who talk about these books don't read them. I've read the last eight books he's written. I read them all when they come out. And when he wrote books about George Bush, Bob Woodward went on all the MSNBC shows and Fox called him a liar. Then when he wrote all the books about Barack Obama, he went on all the MSNBC, he went on all the Fox shows and MSNBC called him a liar. And now he's got a book out about Trump and he's going to once again be back on MSNBC and Fox is going to call him a liar. So that happens every single time. And nobody ever reads these books. And I can tell you this, every single time without fail, and I've talked about this over the years, we right. can go back and dig up the tape. The chunks that everybody talks about in the opening weeks of the pre-publicity of the book turn out to be wildly out of context and, more importantly, the least interesting things in the book. Every single time. It's always the gossip. Every single time I read the book and think, you chose that to talk about when all this stuff is in there? Right. Plus, it's taken out of context every single time. So until I've read the book, I'm not going to comment on any of it because it's always wrong. Always. And the other side always claims that this time right. he's a hero or a liar, depending on whether he's bashing their president. Every time. Well, it, yeah. Well, or a special needs child or a public self-pleasurer. Or, I mean, there's scurrilous things in there. I'll engage in the gossip. I'm happy to. Meanwhile, Chief of Staff Kelly, John Kelly, pushing back against accusations that he said of Trump, quote, he's an idiot. It's pointless to try to convince him of anything. He's gone off the rails. We're in crazy town. You know, and my objection to a lot of that stuff is that which is said around a a desk or a kitchen table or whatever in a moment of frustration is not a public pronouncement. But you take a private, and and he's categorically denied he said that anyway. Yes. But you take a private statement and pretend it's a public statement. That reminds me of the whole N-word controversy. Anybody with a living soul knows that's not the way human beings work. I mean, if in a moment of frustration I say something unfortunate about my wife, is that akin to something... uh, Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to slow down the Armstrong and Getty show, but I would like to tell you what I think about my wife. Those would be two completely different moments. So, you know, that's just another level of dishonesty. Having said that, I think Trump's a nut in half a dozen different ways. (laughs) Meanwhile, Defense Secretary... And do you think you'd walk out of meetings with Trump and think, that guy doesn't know anything about that topic? It's possible. I think that would happen a lot. Sure, I think there are times you'd be blown away by, you know, his his knowledge and interest in something. Oh, sure. Generally trade, business, that sort of thing. Yes, stuff he spent his life on. You get into other stuff. relationship with Sri Lanka, not so much. Or abortion, which was pretty clear during debates he'd never thought about once in his entire life. Which is fine. He doesn't have to as a private citizen. Meanwhile, Woodward is reporting Defense Secretary Jim Mattis is said to have told close associates that Trump, quote, acted like and had the understanding of a fifth or sixth grader. Mattis is now describing that claim as fiction. He says the contemptuous words about the president attributed to me in Woodward's book were never uttered by me or in my presence. So you got a pretty interesting situation there. Um, either these people said these things but are comfortable. on him, And people like Mattis and Kelly, <clears throat> uh, well, there's certain sort of people as military men. Mm-hmm. So they either said these things and are now willing to deny it because they think it's important to keep their jobs, stay close to the president, something. Or, or they're perhaps in service to the country yeah, if they're exactly. a little concerned, yeah. you know. Or you've got people really close to the seat of power who are willing to claim these things to Woodward. 
which is also a very interesting story. Yeah. Unless you believe Woodward made him up out of whole cloth, which I don't. So I believe these. I believe people told him these things were said. Right. That doesn't mean they were said. But mm-hmm. that's that's its own interesting story. If you got a tiny group of people in very important high level meetings right. that close to the president who are willing to tell the top reporter in the country this story and make it up, mm-hmm. that's its own interesting story. You know, I don't want to be too lawyerly about this, but it is ex employees often disgruntled, and I can imagine a context in which a meeting would end and. Uh, a Mike Mattis would say to somebody else, right. we really need to co- coach the president up on sure. the Sri Lankan issues. He's got a fifth grader's understanding of it, sure. and that won't do. No, that's uh, perfectly understandable. Then you just massage that a little bit, and it sounds like a grievous insult. So yeah. I don't have a first grader's understanding of the <laughs> Sri Lanka issues. So, Well, you really ought to read up on mm-hmm. it before it you know, catches you off guard. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. But I'll tell you, this is for certain because I've done it many, many times. You read these books and the most interesting stuff, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the book publishers or Woodward himself, they do a terrible job of picking out the interesting stuff. Well, I think part of it is they're trafficking in candy. Intellectual candy. That could be it. As opposed to momentous decisions that have altered, you know, the course of the ship of state. Those take a while to explain. You're not going to get that on cable news. Maybe that's He called him an a-hole. Wow! That's what you get. Right. I can't wait to read the book. I will. I'll read it to cover to cover. They're always really, really interesting. But it doesn't so come out. wish Hillary had been elected. So it doesn't come out until uh, the 11th? The 11th, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, the Kavanaugh. Never forget. I won't. Okay. The Kavanaugh hearings begin at 7. What? Listen to, we'll dip into a little of that. Listen to people yell at each other. Great. And a complete show. I mean, just absolutely right. a contrived show. And each senator will get 30 minutes to question no! him. No! Really? No! Wow. Oh, Lord. I'm getting popcorn. This is going to be great. <laughs> Stay tuned. Ain't nobody got time for that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Another excerpt or two from the Woodward book. Maybe we'll get to that at like uh, 7.04 that are kind of interesting. And um, the books are the books are nuanced. If you re- if Nobody ever actually reads them. But if you actually read one of the books, they're nuanced pictures of what's going on. Mm. And what the pre-publicity always is, is an attempt to make, you know, declarative headline statements out of them. Blah, blah, blah. What is this, 1810? Nuance, please. Go read Moby Dick. Do they tend to be page turners? Are they really well, or are they kind of textbook style? Is it no, a no, slog no. to get through? They're not a slog. I don't. I don't find Woodward okay. books a slog to get through at all. He's a fine narrator. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of fine narrators and, and those uh, who are decent with the English tongue, uh, during yesterday's debacle of an opening of the Kavanaugh that's going on in the Judicial uh, Committee. Well, I I also think it's interesting. I've I've taken in like I watched some Morning Joe on MSNBC this morning. It seems clear to me, maybe I'm reading too much into it, that they're not happy with the the whole thing either. I, I think everybody realizes we've gotten here, both sides involved, to a place that's ugly. Yeah. 
and, and dumb. And dumb. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of activists on the left actually think this whole bitching about the documents thing is a poor strategy. Well, it's right, that's what I'm a saying. procedural thing. I can tell that Scarborough and his girlfriend both thought... <clears throat> Um, that that was just it's just kind of that's that's a little over the come on yeah yeah they've released more documents than the last five justices added together which is something right I heard it was thirty okay the, whatever thirty any either Let's of say those is, either of those <laughs> maybe is we'll make some headlines yeah uh, speaking of headlines oh, 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 we have received more requests to play this than anything in recent memory it, it starts off a little slow and reasonable this is Ben Sass Senator Ben Sass. Uh, who comes from quote-unquote flyover country, where people are pretty normal with a normal human being's view of the whole thing. Uh, Senator, you have the floor. The people who know you better, uh, not those who are trying to get on TV, they tell a completely different story about who Brett Kavanaugh is. You've earned high praise from the many lawyers, both right and left, who've appeared before you during your 12 years on the D.C. Circuit, and those who've had you as a professor at Yale Law and at Harvard Law. People in legal circles invariably applaud your mind, your work, your temperament, your collegiality. That's who Brett Kavanaugh is. Um, And to quote Lisa Blatt, a Supreme Court attorney from the left who's known you for a decade, quote, sometimes a superstar is just a superstar, and that's the case with this judge. The Senate should confirm him, close quote. It's pretty obvious to most people going about their work today um, that the deranged comments actually don't have anything to do with you. So we should figure out why do we talk like this about Supreme Court nominations now? There's a bunch that's atypical in the last 19, 20 months in America. Senator Klobuchar's right. The comments from the White House yesterday about trying to politicize the Department of Justice, they were wrong and they should be condemned. And my guess is Brett Kavanaugh would condemn them. Um, but really, the reason these hearings don't work is not because of Donald Trump. It's not because of anything the last 20 months. These confirmation hearings haven't worked for 31 years in America. People are going to pretend that Americans have no historical memory, and supposedly there haven't been screaming protesters saying women are going to die at every hearing for decades. But this has been happening since Robert Bork. This is a 31-year tradition. There's nothing really new the last 18 months. So the fact that the hysteria has nothing to do with you means that we should ask, what's the hysteria coming from? The hysteria around Supreme Court confirmation hearings is coming from the fact that we have a fundamental misunderstanding of the role of the Supreme Court in American life now. Our political commentary talks about the Supreme Court like there are people wearing red and blue jerseys. That's a really dangerous thing. And by the way, if they have red and blue jerseys, I would welcome my colleagues to introduce the legislation that ends lifetime tenure for the judiciary. Because if they're just politicians, then the people should have power, and they shouldn't have lifetime appointments. So until you introduce that legislation, I don't believe you really want the Supreme Court to be a politicized body. Though that's the way we constantly talk about it now. And we don't have time, but the other part that people absolutely loved was when he went schoolhouse rock on us. Which we'll get to maybe after the news. It's, it's you know, fairly short. Um, was it the one about three being the magic number? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Actually, it was about, I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill. Where he's talking about how Congress has laid down and is now too cowardly to do its job, to pass laws and, and go on the record and, and uh, issue specifics on how the country ought to be governed. And so that's given enormous power to the executive branch and the judiciary. So he's calling out his colleagues. And, and that's the part that people really, really love. But I like that other part, too. So. 
So and it's my show, so I played it. So he's <laughs> so he's obviously right. I I think he's absolutely right. On the other hand, um um uh, the moment is what the moment is, and I'll tell you what, man, Kamala Harris played it perfectly yesterday because I'll bet I heard her twenty times. She now I now I know the Democrats got together and had a strategy. I don't know if they decided she should be the lead voice. Or she on her own jumped to the front to be the lead voice. But she played that very well as being the person that's fighting for me. Right. To get on all the news clips all day long. And yeah. that that was a good move in our very cynical age. How it plays ultimately, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. That was. Well, you got uh, yeah. to. Well played. You got to differentiate yourself from the other 15 people that are going to run for president right. somehow. Well, and the idea that as the chairman is saying, good morning, everyone. Hey, Mr. Chairman. What, whoa, whoa. What is happening here? What, what, you can't just yell. So what you is, can't yell stuff. Parliamentary procedure. So what's the next step from there, though? If we're going to go further down this road. Oh, if, the if, next logical yeah, step. If Ben Sass didn't turn the tide and we're going to start going backwards the other direction. And he won't. Toward normalcy. Right. What's the next step from welcome, everybody. Hey! Starting to scream. I mean, right. you you don't coming show over the desk, You're, attacking him physically. You, uh, I don't know what you actually do. You put tape over his mouth and don't let him talk. You, or, uh, or you senators don't. march through, uh, march around uh, the table, shouting and waving placards, uh, so nothing can happen until they're arrested. I don't know. Maybe that's the next step. Actually, senators being dragged down by the Capitol Police and tased. I'd pay a dollar to see that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know where it can go from here. Well, it reminds me a little of the Harry Reid, you know, the nuclear option. Reducing hearings to chaos is a bit of a nuclear option because once that starts, uh, it's tough to get anything done. It's like the modern debates now where you and they had this happened in New York the other night with Cuomo and uh, the chick from Sex in the City. You're a liar. No, you're a liar. Oh, yeah, you're a liar. You're a bigger liar. That's where you're we are liar. now. That's where we are now. That's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's just unbelievable. <laughs> Democracy is a terrible idea. So I don't know where you go from there. Oh, no, you're a liar. All right. The rest of the sassy senator from Nebraska coming up. And a great Woodward excerpt. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.